Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Hello and welcome back to a very special U.S. Open episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast. This is a major one here. I am one of your hosts, Clay. Stay in play, Clay, although I haven't been doing much of the staying and playing as of lately, so I'll just go as Clay today. Uh, but with me, as always, is Nick the Stick. Nick, how are you doing? This is a major oh, week. Wonderful. It, yeah, it's... It's one of our four Christmas Eves every year for in the if you're a true golfer. So it's uh it's very exciting. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about that? Mm, yes, I, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. US Open. It's a tradition. Like some others. Like like others in like previous others. years, but unlike any other on the USGA front. Right. Unlike this is their crown jewel. We're back. We're back to uh, kind of the regular scheduled programming with the U.S. Open, right? It was uh, delayed last year. There wasn't the whole like qualifying last year. You know, the open qualifying that makes the U.S. Open what it is. But that's uh, that's been a thing this year. It's returned to normal. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's back to being what we call and what we know of as our nation's open golf tournament of the major variety. <laughs> and we love it for all that. Yeah. That's yeah, the best. Know, before, we, before we get too deep into it, I mean, let's, I mean, I know it's going to be uh, a lot to be said on it, but um, well, yeah, let's touch on last week. You uh, I mean... Yeah, yeah, we we made some picks for last week the uh, the Palmetto Cheese Championship. Uh, <laughs> we can we can quickly go over them. I I know uh, you're pretty excited about about it. Um, a little bit at least marginally. I, mean, I did have the top finisher. I mean, nothing to write home about, but uh, top finisher out of, out of our picks. I mean, slid into a quiet position number two. It wasn't even my it wasn't even my groom my my best man it was my uh dark horse tyrell hatton uh quietly moved into a six-way tie for second um so um i guess yeah just to start us off the we uh we kind of did some rival a rivalry session picks um clay started off with uh dustin i, I came back with brooks uh dustin Dustin was looking solid most of the week uh, and the weekend. Uh, minus eight, only three off the lead. Yeah. Brooks, I mean, I I still still not sure why you picked Brooks the week before a major. That's that's not yeah. smart. Not smart. Yeah, yeah. He he was getting ready for this week, so we'll see. But uh, definitely a bad taste in my mouth on that one. Yeah, three over yeah. miscut. Yeah, you know, he slammed his trunk. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine, but uh, yeah, he did not play good golf last week. So, 
Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I and Poulter to kind of rival your Tyrell Hatton. Um, Poulter did pretty decently, but not quite as great as Hatton there. Uh, five under round. I mean, kind of half as good. Yeah, half as good. We could say. <laughs> five under tournament for, for <laughs> Ian. And then for our trunk slammers, uh, your George McNeil uh, actually played two rounds Thursday and Friday and finished nine over. Um, uh, or no, no sorry. He, sorry, he's the one who played just one round. Yeah. On Thursday was nine over for that one round and withdrew. And your guy was nine over in two rounds. Yeah, miscut. Omar. Um, so yeah. we're, we're kind of giving it to, to Nick here, his, his single round withdrawal of a nine <laughs> over 80. Uh, so Nick Nick gets that. So Nick. He wins. slammed his trunk so hard he hurt his hand and had to <laughs> withdraw from before even making it to the. Oh, that's probably what happened. I, I may have heard it from a guy who made it up. So. Oh yeah, we have our sources. They're not great <laughs> sources. But they're sources. They're sources. They're sources of some kind. So Nick gets the victory in the picks last week, but I mean, those picks really don't matter compared to this week, the U.S. Open Major Week. Yes. This is when the picks really, really Ba-ba-ba. count. Oh yeah. And we'll we'll make those picks later on but let's uh let's talk about the u.s open let's let's get in to this tory pines south u.s open they just added a plaque for tiger woods putt back in 2008 that was uh, kind of interesting that i saw uh, yeah. it's not like it's a 10-year anniversary or anything they're like eh, i guess this is a year to to put a plaque for that putt <laughs> The putt on the other saying is because you'll, you know, after this accident, he'll never be back, and they're just, I don't know, in in memory. I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but 2008, well, it's open. The first, what is it the first major since 08 at Tory? At Tory? Um, I can't, I can't imagine it's, I feel like it's hosted a US Open between then. It's a good question. Because that would be reason enough. I would it though? Even even if that was the case. Well, I mean, if they had some extra metal and they really wanted to make a plaque, <laughs> we have this extra plaque laying around. We don't quite know what to do with it. <laughs> well, Tiger made a putt over there. Yeah, on eighteen to to get into a playoff with Rocco. God, that was such a great putt. I remember. I remember watching that. It was just, just awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just freaking on one leg that entire tournament, hobbling around. A couple months after knee surgery, doctors were like, "You shouldn't play." He's like, "Screw you! I'm playing. I'm gonna win it." And he did. It took it took an extra, I think, nineteen holes. Yeah. Because they did so back in back in back in those days, <laughs> thirteen years ago, they used to um, used to do a full eighteen the next day for a playoff instead of like a three hole aggregate or a 
or just sudden death playoff like you see in a lot of other tournaments. Yeah. Um, which I was never a big fan of the full 18. Um, I thought it was overkill. Um, Successive. So I'm so I'm glad they got rid of it. But, yeah, they, they won a full 18, and they tied after that, and then they won one extra hole yeah. or, or Tiger would, would end up winning it. Yeah, now yeah. Is, no, this this is the the uh, next major at uh, Torrey Pines. I mean, that, and these are the only two U.S. Opens it's ever had. So that's uh, oh really that's okay. Another reason to do some I mean. So then they want to do something memorable, and I mean that was pretty pretty memorable. It's kind of su- kind of surprising that it hasn't had another one between then because well, we, we we get I think we're trying to think of one because i mean there's been lots of tournaments at tory well yeah they they have a annual tournament there just not a a major right but i mean you think of u.s opens i mean i know there was you know there was a couple venues courses you know they had their first u.s opens you know chambers bay aaron hills um but you think of like um, you know the ones that are in the main rotation, you know Pebble Beach, Oakmont, um, Shinnecock, Pinehurst, Pinehurst. Um, but like Tory Pines, like I just feel like Tory Pines is kind of in that too, well, in that rotation. But I, I guess I, I, I'm, you, uh, I guess just, I'm wrong. Here, yeah, your feelings are wrong though. But I mean. Like, whenever I think of Tory Vines, I kind of think of it being in that kind of, like, it's a U.S. Open kind of rotation course, but... See, and I don't because of the... Oh, they have all those, the PGA Tour events every year, so it kind of takes away, like, you know, this is a PGA Tour event, but it just happens to be a major. Like, I mean, it is going to be beautiful. It's just, they're there so often. It well, does, like they're always there at Pebble Beach for the AT&T program. They're there every year. Yeah, that one's just different. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin my story with facts. I'm, I'm coming in here with facts and logic. <laughs> I can't handle this. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think of it as different. I mean, Pebble Beach, I mean, yeah, just the way I grew up and the pedestal I had Pebble Beach on. Um, hard to beat that um but yeah they do have the pro-am i get it you're right um but i just yeah i don't know i just don't personally have tori on that that big pedestal or uh as high up with those other courses on the the traditional rotation i mean i i'm not that big of a fan of tori pines in terms of like I don't see it on the same level as you know a Pinehurst or a Pebble Beach or a Oakmont. Like I, in terms of a course, I mean it's it's a good course. It's a nice course. It's, it, it's for a municipal course. It's ridiculous, right? But um, but it, in terms of like bucket list courses, I don't I don't really have it that high up. Um, but just. It's really just in my mind, like I feel like it's it's one of those courses the USGA just loves, and I, so I feel like like that's just 
a course they've been to for U.S. Opens a bunch, but as as you've already mentioned, as I'm kind of confirming here, it's like it's only hosted one other U.S. Open. That was in 2008, which, I mean, it, it kind of surprises me. But, like, you look at... But Pebble has hosted, what is this, six U.S. Opens, a PGA Championship... Yeah, I mean, that's the... I feel like Pebble Beach is kind of the crown jewel of the USGA. Yeah, it's just, I mean, watching golf with my dad and, I mean, I don't know, just always had a little... brought out a little, I don't know, more significance to me. So, I don't know, to each their own. But, yeah, either way, I mean, I'm not taking away from Tory at all. I think it's amazing. I mean, it's going to be long. That rough looks something fierce. uh, Oh, yeah. I hope, yeah, I hope they don't cut that back um, like they did for Aaron Hills when the players complained during the week. Um, yeah, I want it to be hard. I want the U.S. Open to be hard. I mean, I don't – I'm not one of those people that are like the score needs to be around par. Like, I don't care all that much about that. Um, I like it when it's single digits. Yeah. I don't need Fair it. Fair enough. Be, I don't want to see it double digits. I don't just. They, I, I want it to be the hard, hard test. Hard test, but like fair, still fair, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it shouldn't be set up. Like the USGA has had some troubles, you know, as of late. Or they walk that fine line. In the, the last number of years, you know, the U.S. Open setups haven't been great. Um, yeah, there's just like one or two holes or pins that kind of ruin or people get really bent out of shape about how unfair that it is. And I mean, the, the most of the course is fine. It's hard. But then, yeah, they'll let the greens dry out or, you know, and then it gets windy or, you know, or the rough's too long. Rough is never too long. At Aaron Hills, the hat you're wearing, it was. No, it wasn't. Should have left it. They should have kept it. I know. I agree. Because, yeah, what did Brooke shoot that year? I I don't remember the exact score. Well, I, I got it right in front of me. I could look it up. <laughs> he was 16 under. Yeah, that's too low. And, well, and, um, and JT, Justin Thomas, on Saturday shot a 63. Yeah. The, the day I was there. That's too low. That was, a, that was I mean... He made. I mean, on that 18th hole, it wouldn't have mattered how long that rough was. He absolutely just hit two incredible shots into that. Yeah, to make an eagle. Like, if you you know, you can't stop guys from doing that. So, like, if they're if they're just in complete control of their game, I don't really care if they shoot a 63. You know, I do. I care um, because it, it, yeah, there was seventeen other holes. Like he's going to have a few good holes, but when he makes, he didn't. He didn't hit sixty three perfect shots. No, no. I mean, he would have been in the rough. He would have been missed a green, and then he should be penalized. Yeah. Well, and that's I think that's what I think a lot of people were. I, I don't. I I don't know. I don't know if I would say maybe disappointed is the correct word but like they were expecting it to be a little bit more difficult 
Well, they were expecting it to be a little bit more difficult last year for for Bryson, you know, when he, you know, won the U.S. Open one. Yeah. You know, it seemed it, it was like, you know, his whole drive and gouge strategy was like, oh, it's not going to work at the U.S. Open because that rough is going to be so thick. But well, it kind of did. I mean, but he's, I mean, he was six under, I guess, but, um, but you'd think, you'd think being close to the green, but in the rough would be a little bit more of a penalty than it was, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I keep or, thinking, they, I keep thinking they need to have like, you know, put when the, you put the rough, you know, kind of scale the rough so that it gets thicker you know the farther you get out there so that there's there is the total risk reward like you could you could cut it in sections and just knowing where you think the top hitters are going to hit to um i mean then you're kind of like making it difficult for a certain you're going after certain people but that, but you're also. It's just saying if you, it's fine if you want to bomb it, bomb it. It's just you don't, you can't make a mistake. Yeah. If you do, you're better off to lay back, play some irons in. Yeah, I mean that. That's not you know, it's not really uncommon or like new to golf architecture. Like you see plenty of courses that have the narrows, you know, or the fairway narrow, the narrows fairway, the fairway narrow, you know. As you get, you know, past 300. past 300 or past like the main driving kind of landing zone. And, you know, they put bunkers in the main driving landing zones too. So it's like if you can, you know, that, those kind of punish the maybe the shorter hitters, then the guys can just go right over them. Or, right? right. So, like, there's always going to be punishments that adversely, you know, affect one group but not another. Um, but yeah, I hear you. So, do you think Tori? I mean, it's a hair shorter than Kiowa, and Kiowa was the longest major ever. Um, I don't know. Is there any particular holes or anything you're looking forward to seeing with the course, or um, what's uh, what's the storyline you're uh, gonna follow this week? Well, I mean. It's it's gonna be nice having fans back again. I know we saw them at Kiowa, right? And we'll see, we'll see if the USGA does does anything better with the crowds. If if uh, we get a guy oh. like Phil, you know, oh, back nine Sunday, will. right? There will be plenty of uh, security, right? Um, yeah, but you know, this is a course that these guys know because it's on the tour every single year right which is different than kiowa right um so you know it's a more familiar setting i feel like i feel like there's maybe more opportunities for more players to be in the running because of that um I don't think we're going to see a Sunday like we did at the PGA where Phil didn't really play all that well. He was like three over par, right, on Sunday, but still still won it because nobody else could make a move, really. Yeah. 
I think we're. I think it's going to be different. I think I. And I don't want to say somebody's going to come out and shoot like a sixty-three on a Sunday to, you know, make a huge move. But I hope not. No, but but I think there's going to be more of a because I I think that was the the biggest takeaway I had from the PGA Championship was the fact that it was kind of a little bit anticlimactic for for it being Phil's you know major you know yeah right you'd think it would be it would have been a little bit more tougher on him or a little bit more drama um but he basically kind of had in bag the entire back nine because brooks just couldn't make a move yeah just the back nine i mean that day started with right but a ton of drama i i mean at the at the turn yeah we each had zero idea who was gonna win yeah, the front nine was great, but the back nine, like that's that's like the prime viewing time. The yeah. back nine on Sunday, like that's when the major basically back, starts, back nine, right? Are the whole eighteen of the two shot lead is not very dramatic, right? So, like for me, I'm hoping it's a little bit different this time, or at the U.S. Yeah. Open. I agree. I would hope so too. I hope it uh, comes. To, I hope it comes down to the last hole. And somebody makes birdie. And does the tiger fist pump? Just the the, the double fist pump? The yeah. lean back double I fist know. pump? I don't know if that's allowed. Uh, you might need to come up with your own shit. I mean, they put they put a plaque there. On the well, green. Yeah, on the green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually where the plaque is. <laughs> but that would be hilarious if it was on the green. <laughs> I actually just want a statue of him with, like, <laughs> right on the green the, there, in the middle of the double fist pump, looking towards the sky, giving the <laughs> giving a tiger roar. Just a just the statue right on the green. On the green, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. That'd be perfect forever. <laughs> yeah, Tory Pines. Yeah, I. You know, he has, I mean, obviously it's right on the coast there. San Diego, California, um, you know, with the high cliffs, the high cliffs and everything. And you see the paragliders out there usually every year for for the tournament that it's played. Um, but other than that, like, I don't, I don't really feel like there is a, at least for me, I mean, it's got a couple, like, somewhat, you know, a couple scenic holes right on, you know, the cliffs there, right heading to the ocean. But it doesn't really have a a signature hole in my mind, or at least one that I think about whenever I think about Tory Pines. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you. Um, I hate it when that happens, but... Uh, um, yeah, there's uh, all I can think of is just the ocean and the, the views of the ocean, not necessarily a view of a specific hole. Right, right. I think, I think that's what's missing from Tory. That's why that's why I can't put it on that that top tier of Opa major courses with Pebble Beach and Pinehurst, and that that's why Tory doesn't qualify. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, and yeah, I mean it's a 
you know, you can't really ask for anything more from it as a municipal course, but yeah, it's, and I love the fact that it is a public course, you know, if I think one of the big things I have against like Oakmont hosting a U.S. Open is I feel like, especially for a U.S. Open, like it's got to be somewhere that like the public can play. I really like that that idea that you yes because it's, it's the U.S. Open, right? It like it's an open. <laughs> it's not like the Masters. It's not Augusta. It's it's the U.S. Open. <laughs> Uh, a, a tournament where anyone well not I mean the people's championship the a tournament where people can qualify and you don't have to be a tour pro to qualify I mean you got to be ridiculous freaking good and have everything go your way but like there's you have that open there's that qualifying but aspect, you're saying right? there's a chance there's a chance right all that one in a million talk yeah um so like for a tournament like that, like it's got to be at a place that's public, and so for it to be at a place like Torrey Pines is is great to me. Um, that that part I'll agree with you on. Again, yeah, I mean, they have made some changes over the years to Torrey Pines. I I think one of the things also, at least with the tournament that they run yearly, um, you know, where they have the st- sometimes like. On there's like one particular par three that goes towards the ocean that they have stands like on the backside of the green, so you can't even really see the ocean from from the tee box, um, which always kind of like to me at least kind of makes it a little less scenic of a hole. Yeah, like, or a little less, you know memorable of a whole it's one thing if it was like stands they made it you know like the 16th that you know the waste management phoenix open you know it'd be be a little different if they had like a you know full like stadium around that hole or something but yeah but they put the they put the stands so that like it blocks the ocean which not a fan of that's just dumb. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, should be a good one. Hopefully the hope rough so. is long. Hopefully the course is long. Hopefully the scores are high-ish. Yeah. I, new, neutral to better than neutral. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but everyone can root for whatever the heck they want. Doesn't change it what it's going to be. Um, but yeah, uh, should we get into our picks? I think we should. I like it. Um, well, it looks like it's uh, my week to pick. Well, oh, well, 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 wouldn't you know? Look at you. Look at getting me. the victory last week and getting the pick first this week. Uh, Everything's uh, coming up, Nick. So, uh, we're, so we're going to do the same thing we did for the PGA Championship. Uh, yeah. We're going to pick four players, each of us. Um, no dark horses, no trunk slammers, just four players. Um, and then the top two players for each of us will will add their scores together, and whoever has the best top two will win 
place the bets. So that's going to be how we're going to do this. And Nick, as you said, you get to start it off. All right. I mean, he's going to do it at some point. Uh, I I mean, he's the hometown guy. It's a pretty easy pick for me. Um, uh, not overly easy but because he just doesn't have a major yet. But uh, eventually, at some point, they all didn't have one, and they had to get the first. So I'm going to go with X-Man, Xander Shoffley. Xander. Um, you know, he's just – he's been high in a lot of tournaments. Um uh, his worst finish has been sixth in the in the four U.S. Opens. Um, so now he's uh, he's ready to break onto the main stage. All right, yeah, it's um... and I and I just want to root for him. I just <laughs> and you want to root for him. He's been close. He's uh, I like his story. I like, or, and I more more importantly, I like his attitude and just his temperament. Yeah, no, Xander's Xander's great, um, and yeah, he's he's definitely a guy that uh, was on my list to to possibly pick for sure. So oh, you can't have him. I can't. No, you but can't. you get two in a row. You have picked him. That's right. I do get two in a row. It's only fair. Yep. Doing the snakes snake style. Yep, snake picks. Okay, so for the first one, I'm I'm gonna pick the uh, guy you you picked last week for whatever reason even though it was a week before major I go with uh, good old Brooks Kepka. he's got two US Opens under his belt he might get a third I'm thinking he might get a third seems like you know he yeah he's been injured this year coming off in uh, you know surgery knee surgery but you know for for being hobbled at the Masters, he uh, held his own. And then PGA Championship, he was in that final group, just couldn't get anything going. Uh-huh. U.S. Open, he he takes that next step and gets gets his third U.S. Open. That's what I'm thinking. So okay. I got him. And then the other guy I got is uh, the guy who uh, had a little, little dealing with the good old COVID not too long ago here. Ah. Go with John Aram coming off his his little uh, little positive test there and is with forced withdrawal. But he's he's gonna come back with vengeance. He's gonna show I think so. I mean his game is obviously strong. I, I like that pick. That's that's probably who I was gonna go with as well. Well you can't. You can't have him. You can't have him. But you you get the next two here. Ooh. This this is where it gets a little tougher, right? A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Um This is where your your depth comes into play. You know, championship teams need good depth. You gotta figure it out. Who's it gonna be, Nick? Start off with another California kid. I like his style. California. Uh, uh, California. You got on the ten and you go down to the five. <laughs> only state where the highways start with the <laughs> like mixing a freaking Midwest with the California accent there. 
<laughs> well, don't you know, Derry, we're going to go on to 505, Derry, and uh, yeah, I got to go up to Malhalla Boulevard. Get on the 10 and just never get off. <laughs> See what you're doing, Clay. What are you Why don't doing you just here? get out of here? <laughs> For those that don't know, one of our favorite movie quotes, or uh, sorry, skits quotes from SNL is the California. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely yeah. love it. If you haven't seen it, go YouTube it, and you're welcome. Yep. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, so, anywho, back to the project at hand. He's Colin Morikawa, uh, great iron player. Morikawa. Morikawa. Looking, looking for him to win his second major? Yep. I had one last year, so he knows how to he can finish things. And, um, yeah, his own state, at least. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he... Just uh, I, I I mean you got to have your whole game, but I mean he uh, he's been trending in the right direction. He lost in a playoff a few weeks ago, so uh, Major Kawa, Major Kawa, yeah, finished tied for twenty first last year out here at Tory. So he's been here, likes the knows the course. So uh, that's who I got there, and then. I mean, because it's such a long course. I mean, maybe he will. Uh, he can go back to back. Oh I'm boy, go Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeBombo. Just because uh, that'll be the rivalry that uh, with him and Brooks Kepka, so you and I can. Uh, it really is. It really is too bad that uh, they didn't put him in a a pairing. But we can root for it this weekend. Yeah, I mean, they still could be in a pairing Saturday and Sunday. But Thursday and Friday, no dice. They will play together. It's inevitable. It's. I mean, at some point point. they will. I just hope it's a major. It would be great if it was, you know, major Sunday. And right now while while the feud is hot. Right. While the coals are hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, mama, hot. (laughs) All right. Okay, so my last two picks then, eh? Yeah, finish. Bring it home. Finish. We're going to finish strong here. We're going to we're going to go with a um We're going to go with man. I really don't want to pick him. Ah ha I really don't, but I got I gotta. I I, I I just feel like I got it though. All right, well we're gonna do it. We're gonna at least pick him for your fourth pick. Don't. All right, don't, fine. I'll save him for my fourth. Don't pick him in your top three. All right, fair enough. I'll save it for my fourth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> third uh, third pick. I think we're going. You know what? Third pick. I, I we're gonna go. We're gonna go with Rory for that third pick. We're going with Rory. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. Yeah, say yeah. Rory, see. Yeah, you're gonna win the U.S. Open again. Say yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, fourth. 
I'm gonna go with the good old Ryder Cup rivalry to Roy. That's gonna be good old Patrick Reed. Yeah. So. I hear you. I feel like uh, yeah, not, maybe not the most likable team, but uh, I think it's gonna be a winning team here. There's not a good chance until they tee off. We'll see. We'll see. You do have one more pick left to close it out. The the floor is yours. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, he doesn't. It's. I wanted to go a little bit darker. I still think he's a dark horse, but he's been having just one heck of a year. He's. God, what did he do at the PGA Championship? Um, well, I'm right on the fence between Will Zalatoris and uh, you. You lo- you love Will? I do. Well, I like his game. You uh, love Will? Uh, what did he, what did he? Wasn't he top ten at? Uh, he he hasn't had many great PGA. Uh, just regular events finishes, but he. Uh, I just need to see what he finished at the PGA. You gonna uh, you gonna go with the uh, good good old Phil, uh, Mister Mister I hit bombs. I did. I did. Look, I, I I was considering him as well. Um, I I, I kind of don't want to pick him because I don't want to jinx him. You know. Correct. That's uh, why I'm not picking. You could, you could, you could I'm going Will Zalatoris. Uh, I was going to say you could pick Ricky Fowler, you know. Can't can't worry about jinxing him. Is he, is he playing? No, he missed. The, Murray, uh, he, he went through that uh, good old U.S. Open qualification and uh, missed by one shot because the guy that won pulled out for Eagle on the last hole. <laughs> but... Yeah, I was just saying you can't jinx him because he's not he's not playing. But Will Zalatoris is Nick's final pick. So two best scores for each of us out of our four players. We'll add them together and we'll see who gets the best score. Nick's got on his team Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau, and Will Zalatoris. Myself, well, I have Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Roy McElroy. And Patrick Reed. We'll see who can win the U.S. Open bet, the major bet. Uh, and what's your tiebreaker? Oh, yeah, tiebreaker. Uh, what do you think the score is going to be? We're going to go with uh, seven under. And that's and this the tiebreaker is the, the single actual winning score it's not the like combined uh, yeah. score that, that not we're the doing combined best ball that we're doing no um yeah i i want it to be seven or less um but i really do i actually i think it's going to be a little bit higher for whatever reason um i think i'm just going to go minus nine minus nine well we've gone all the way from what 16 under to a couple over in recent yep. years right yeah. What was that? We had what six? We had sixteen under, 
at Aaron Hills 2017 and also 2011 with Rory McIlroy. We've had a couple plus ones. 2012, Webb Simpson. 2013, Justin Rose. And then 2018, Brooks Kepka. So we've had, you know, we've had a range the last 10 years here. Martin Keimer won it at minus nine, your tiebreaker there. 2014, that was at Pinehurst, number two. Number two. Guess who was a tied runner-up that year? Uh, Rickety-dickety. You're right. My yeah. boy Rick. I knew you were going to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, uh, well, I hope he has a great week. I mean, I, I'm rooting for Ricky. Well, he's not playing this week. Or wherever he's playing at. <laughs> wherever he's playing. I'm, playing I'm uh, rooting playing for him to get back here. Playing on the video games or something. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure he'll be he'll be out practicing. Yeah. But yeah, should be a good week. Should be exciting. Hopefully, some good weather. Maybe maybe some some winds off the coast there. Some thick rough. Make it happen. I think there's a good chance for all of it. Oh yeah. All right. Stage is set. <laughs> Stage is set for a major championship. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, this major championship week. Thank you all for tuning in, listening, and uh, we will catch you next week when we recap the U.S. Open. So until then, hit them straight. Enjoy the golf. Peace, love, and birdies. Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Yes, sir!